Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. How many excited about this series, amen? We've been talking about trust. I want you to write this down. Number one thing I want you to know, point number one is this. Trust means you obey God even when you don't understand. Just write that down. The notes, you're going to be writing them tonight. I want you to get this. Trust means this, that I am going to be trusting God. This is what it's about. I got to trust God when I don't know the unknown. So many times in life, we want the answers, but how many of you know trust begins the moment things are unknown? So many times in life, we want the details of life and the things with God, but we don't really get that. Trust means I obey God even when I don't understand. Because remember this, God is faithful even when I'm forgetful. What does that mean? God's come through for us so many times, but sometimes when we get into the next season, we forget about how faithful God's been. Isn't that so true? Right? God's got you through, but now here comes a new faith project, or here comes a new obstacle, here comes a new circumstance, and we got to believe God, and we forget how faithful God's been in past seasons, and therefore, when we're in that moment of that pressure, what do we kind of do sometimes? We go, God, what are you going to do? Well, he's gotten you through before. He's going to get through again and again and again. Look what it says in Proverbs chapter 3. This scripture, trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions. You all know what that means. Trust in the Lord with all you got and do not what? Rely on your own reasoning. Because look what it says here. Why? Because this, with all your heart, rely on him. He will guide you and he will what? He will lead you in every decision you make. That's what we got to do. We got to check in because if we don't check in, what happens is what? We sometimes feel like we're alone in this, but you're not. Remember this. A lot of times in life, we want to know guaranteed success. But God says, take faith steps, and then you'll be guaranteed direction. I think it's so important because what happens is this, is that season by season, you know, life's like this. There's going to be some good in my future. There's going to be some tough in my future. There's going to be some ups. There's going to be some downs. There's going to be some stuff. But guess what? God doesn't change. He's going to be faithful in every season. The key is I got to what? I got to trust his faithfulness even when I can't trace them in the moment. And a lot of times we think like, well, you know, we're going through tests or we go through trials and we go through this and we go through that. But I got news for you, whether it's a test or whether it's a trial, God's still faithful. And I'm telling you now, if there's a test of promotion, God's still going to be faithful. And I promise you this, if there's something you got to push through from circumstances in the earth, God's still going to be faithful. Because that's what he said. But what's the problem? We lean to our own understanding. We try to understand it. Look what it says in verse 6. Become intimate with him in whatever you do, and he will lead you what? Wherever you go. Don't think for a moment that you know it all. Now, that's not saying you're being prideful or you're being... No, sometimes what do we do? Sometimes we think like this. Well, God's not with me. He's with you. Well, God doesn't care. He cares. 
Because what's the first thing we do sometimes when we walk through a circumstance we don't understand? Where's God in the middle of this? Come on, tell the truth. Like, where's God in this obstacle? Well, God said, I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you, and I'm gonna give you a way of escape no matter what. But here's the thing. Don't we do this? We get in the next hurdle of life and we forget what God's done in the past. Come on, man, tell the truth, right? We kind of go, well, God, what's going on? Well, I got news for you. Whatever it may be you're walking through, God's already given you the victory. Check this out right here. I want you to write this down. You got to trust God through every season you're walking through. Okay? Just write that down. I got to trust. This is simple. Yeah, I know it. Yeah, I know. Knowing it is one thing, but doing it is something completely different. Is it not? I know what I'm supposed to do, but I don't always do that. How about you? This scripture today is going to change your life forever. Okay? So I want, you to, I want you to read this just real slow. The Bible interprets itself. Come on, guys. Look at this right here. They're going to put this scripture up here. This scripture right here I think is one of the most life-changing scriptures you could think about because this is big. We're going to use the next one, the, uh, the first Corinthians one. Yep, there you go. Look at this. And I want you to start in verse 11. Now, I want you to just take this really slow. Okay? Trusting God through every season of life. Why? Because he's faithful. Okay? The Bible says that even when we weren't faithful, he is still faithful unto himself. Right? Now watch this. Now, he gives you a symbolic picture of the children of Israel, and he explains, hey, what they went through, it's a, it's a, it's a symbolic picture for you to look at so you can understand sometimes what's going on in your life. Now go, just read this and absorb it because it's huge. All the tests they endured on their way through the wilderness are a symbolic picture. He's talking about the children of Israel. He said, what's the picture? An example that God provides us with the warning. What's the warning? So that we can learn through what they experienced. What they experience? They experience God telling them, hey, I'm taking you to a better place. I'm taking you up out of where you are and bringing you to where you need to be. I'm taking you up out of bondage. I'm bringing you to freedom. I'm taking you out of poverty and I'm putting you in the blessing. I'm taking you out of the land and I'm putting you in the promised land. I'm taking you out of a problem and I'm bringing you to success. That's where they were going. But here's what happened. Along the way, what'd they do? They missed the character of God and said what? It's better for us to be dead than it is to be present. And they didn't ever receive the promise that God had for them. So what's the key? God's got a better life waiting for you with better promises. Just don't faint before the promised land. Now watch this. This is going to help you, right? Pop that up there. You're going to see this. Well, what was this thing? We learned this. What do we learn? Okay, that this purpose of all the ages past is what? Completing its goal within us. And what's that goal? So beware. What? Don't get into pride. That could be your downfall. Don't think this couldn't happen to you. What's he saying? Be on guard that when you walk through seasons of the unknown, God's still going to be faithful. Okay? Now, how do we know that? Now, go slow. Because we understand this, that here's what happens. God said, this is the principle and power of seed. 
Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4 is the most important chapter in the whole book of the Bible as far as I'm concerned. You figure out Mark chapter 4, you figure out the whole Bible. He talks about the seed, the word of God. He talks about the heart, the soil, right? He talks about seed and soil, but he's talking about what? Word and heart. Mark chapter 4. He said, these are they by the wayside. Immediately they hear the word, they receive it with joy. But affliction and persecution arises for the word's sake. Immediately they become offended, and they what? They forfeit the seed. So what happens is this, you got to realize this. The seed of the word of God, the moment it's heard in your ear, it goes in your heart. If you reject what you heard with your ear, you have to hear again. But the seed goes in your heart. What's the problem of us not grabbing the seed when it's there? Why do we reject? We reject the word of God because we don't understand it, not because we don't believe it. The Bible says immediately Satan comes and steals the word or catches away the word that was sown in the heart. Matthew says this, the only reason why he could steal it is because you don't understand it. What don't you understand? If you don't understand the word of God, hearing it again isn't going to help you. Because the out of, you feel the anointing? This is, God loves this stuff. Because God loves to be believed. God's number one desire is to believe. God's greatest regret is to be doubted. All God's ever wanted you to do is believe him. But we have to teach people proper. You have faith. You did believe. You just sometimes we don't understand. How do we get understanding, guys? Now, let me show you. We hear the word of God. Okay? In the ear, goes in the heart. Doesn't go to your head, goes in your heart. That's where accept and reject is, in the heart. Why do we reject what we hear? Because we don't understand it. Why do we not understand it? Circumstances look bigger than the thing I heard. The thing you heard was the word of God. It still looks bigger, though. So what do I do? Without understanding, I become a rejecter. How do I eradicate rejection? Knowledge. How do I get knowledge from the word of God? How is it not knowledge established according to the Bible? Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let everything be established as a truth. So I don't have to just keep repetitively hearing. I have to get another level of information coming to what? Get rid of the lack of understanding or the unknown. So if you take me to work with you, I don't know the first thing you do. But after hanging out with you for six months, you start giving me knowledge. Once I get knowledge, now I can have application. It's not here and here and here and here and here. What good's here and here and here and here if I don't have any knowledge? Why am I telling you this? Because what are the five enemies of the word of God? There's only five enemies of the word of God that the enemy uses. They all come in forms and fashions. Affliction, persecution, their forms of pressure, cares of the world, lust of other things, deceitfulness of riches. They're the five enemies Mark chapter five, Mark chapter four talks about. What are those? Affliction and persecution. Those are two forms of pressure. You know what the Bible says when those two forms, am I going too fast? These two forms of pressure show up, affliction and persecution. You know what happens? You get offended. 
offense comes for the word's sake. That's the Bible. So you didn't get it. Why am I going through this if God loves me? God's so good, why I got to walk through this? Pressure's coming for the word because the enemy doesn't want you to know none of this. That's why, that's why it's my, I'm going to knock that joker out for the rest of my life. I got one enemy on the face of the earth. It's the Antichrist. I don't like him. He don't like me. I'm ready for the fight. Tell him, bring it. He won't win. You got to know the truth, man. Stop playing church. Powder puff, pansy stuff. Want to play politics. You need to learn the word of God. This is why you come here. Learn the word of God. You know what I'm saying? I love everybody. You get what I'm saying, guys? I'm a nice guy. You know what I'm saying? But you got to learn the word of God. This is the truth. Don't let nobody tell you nothing different. Take out your Bible and see what I'm saying. Go check Mark chapter 4. Pastor Christian said this. Affliction and persecution arising for the word's sake. I got, you got to have knowledge because here's the thing. You're going to walk through stuff, and if you don't know, this is why I'm saying this. If you don't know the character of God, you're going to be thinking, God's doing this. No, God ain't doing this. God's, oh, okay, prove it. James chapter 1. He said every, don't. He said every trial and every test that comes with a th- on the other side of it didn't come from God. Why? Because God does not consider testing you. E- he does not produce evil from testing you. So if God's got a test, it's only for promotion. It's never for pass or fail. So God just wants to promote you because the only way to promote you is through what? Passing. Don't think this thing is something from God. Why? Because if affliction and persecution is arising for the word's sake, what do you got to do? You got to hang on. It's pressure. Pressure is trying to get you to forfeit the seed. But you're not going to forfeit the seed because you're not going to allow the pressure to break you because now you know why pressure's showing up. So the minute you get the word of God, guess what's coming? Pressure. Pressure. You're going to get pressure tested. Well, that's great. Welcome to the club of this. Who wants to get pressure tested? Nobody. But if I can't get pressure tested, I don't get promoted. Now watch. Here we go. Put that up there. Watch this now. Watch the word of God. It's going to work. We all experience times of what? Testing, which is normal. But God will be what? Come on. Come on, relevant. Come on, you're going to get what? Who said it? He said it. You're going to get what? Tested. But God's going to be what in the test? Faithful. Now watch this. Which is normal for every human being, but God will be faithful. Now watch this. He will what? He'll screen it. No, you better go slow. Go slow. This will change your life if you get me today. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about this, then I'm going to tell you a story. It changed my life forever. I'm telling you. I'm a, I'm a, I, got, I got it. It was going to mess you up if you pay attention in here today. You're learning something. What did God say about the test that you're facing? He screened it. You know what that means? He checked it out before it showed up. You know what he said he did? He screened it. And what else did he do? He filtered it. What do you mean? He checked, he put it through a filter to make sure what? You can handle it. Whoa! You better get me. You better catch me. He's, he screened it. He wanted it. 
He filtered it. He ain't done. Keep going. He checked out the severity of it. He checked out the nature of it. And how about this? This is not a good time. How many know God knew what time it was? Look at your neighbor. Say, God knows what time it is. Look at your neighbor. Look at your neighbor. Look at your other neighbor. Say, neighbor, he knows what time it is. This is not the right time. How many of you have been here? This is not the right time for another faith project. This is not the right time for another testing trial. This is not the right time. How many know? Guess what? It's on time. Because if it wasn't on time, it wouldn't show up. If it wasn't on time, it wouldn't be here right now. He checked out the timing. He checked out the nature of it. He checked out the severity of it. And every test and trial you face so you can do what? You can bear it. And each... What? Each test is a what? Opportunity to trust him more. Every saying, every saying, trust him more. You can't trust him more unless you walk through some tests. How are you going to know he's good unless you got to believe him for something? How are you going to know he can if you don't know nothing? Come on, guys. You see this? You got to know it. Now watch this. We ain't done. Watch this. For along with every trial, God has provided a way of escape to bring you out. And I'm not bringing you out messed up. I'm bringing you out victoriously. I'm bringing you out with victory. I'm, I'm bringing you out on top, not underneath, nothing missing. Nothing lacking, totally incomplete. My God in heaven, I said, praise the Lord. Come on. Totally on top. You better, you better tell your face you got victory, some of you. You're looking at me like you're defeated. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I, I passed the Chris. So I'm going to tell you a quick story. You want to have a quick story? This one messed me up. This scripture exploded inside of me. I was sitting with, and I'm not name dropping, I'm just telling you what happened. I was with Brother Norville when he starts telling this story. And uh, I said, Brother Norville, uh, what was that, what's that miracle with that kid that needed to get, he was messed up and you got him set free? He said, um, I was in Cleveland, Tennessee. I said, okay. God told me to go to Chattanooga, and God told me in the morning, to get up and get in your car and drive to Chattanooga. I said, Brother Norville, that's a half hour away. I said, yeah, God told me to do it. It was weird, I thought, but I did it. Okay. I said, what'd you do? He said, I got in the car and drove. Okay. He drives. He... It's a half hour. God said, go left, go right, go right, go left, and go pull in that place. So he did it. As soon as he came out, this guy came out. Father came out. He was desperate. He said, you're the guy I seen on TV. So he did it. He went left, went right, left, right, and pulls and drives. Can you imagine doing this stuff? I mean, I'm like, I, I'm not even saved, man, compared to this guy, right? And I go, Okay, and he goes, I got there, and he said, my son's in there, and he needs prayer. So anyway, the guy goes in there, and Brother Norville went in there and stood there. He said, the sun went down, and the sun came up, and I was praying for him. And he came clear, and he, everything worked out good, and his, everything he needed to get delivered got delivered, and he was well and whole, the boy. So I'm there, and I said, Brother Norville, i got to ask you a question. He goes, what? You want to know? 
I said, I'm going to ask you a question. Why did God send you? He said, you know, Lester Summerall told me the same thing. You just asked me. I said, man, I felt good, man. I felt good because those guys are generals. You know, I felt like I'm maybe a little bit smart. I said, yeah, I really want to know why God sent you. And he said, Lester looked at me and said, Norma, you know why God sent you there? He said, no, I was wondering that myself. He said, because God knew you can handle it. Nobody else in that town could. And Anthony, buzzers went off on the inside of me when he said it. And I didn't hear a word he said thereafter. He was talking, I couldn't even hear him, I was in a cloud. God, what do you mean I was in a cloud? God was speaking to me. Changed my life. You know what he told me? You want to go, God told me on my inside? Friend, listen to this. He said, if it's in front of you, you can take care of it. I said, what'd you say? And after that, I was done. I didn't even know what he said. He was talking, I couldn't even understand what he was saying. Because God was down on me. He said, I'll never, ever, ever, ever put something in front of you you can't handle. Man, I went off my, you'll get it in a minute. You're going to catch what I'm saying. You're getting it a little bit, but you're really going to get it in a minute. Derek, I got it. I said, I got it. I got it now. Oh, yeah, see, if they bring, if they bring them blind in front of you, you can handle it. Otherwise, it wouldn't be in front of you because God's already went through it to see if I can handle it. You better get me in here today. God wouldn't put it in front of me if I couldn't handle it because God ain't going to look bad. God ain't going to leave me in something I can't get out of. God's not going to let me get stuck in a project I can't get over. God's not going to bring a situation in my life if I can't handle it, if he ain't ready to give me the victory. So if God brings me, hey, let me tell you, if you bring the x-ray in the building, the x-ray's got to change. If you bring the pain in the building, the pain's got to change. Why? Because if it's in front of me, God already said you can handle it. Because he already filtered it. He already tested it. He already pressed it. He already seen what it's going to do. He has already been through the process. And he's just made sure that right there along the line with that, there's a way for me to get out with victory. What the devil thought he was bringing to destroy you, God used as a tool to what? Prosper you to another level, man. Come on. You better get me today. You think, ah, preacher, you just preaching. No, I figured it out. God's already looked at the press of it, the severity of it, the problem of it, this of it, that of it. And with the way, he got the problem right here. He's got the way of escape right here. He's got the situation right here. He's got my way of escape right here. And I don't care what you're facing. If it's in front of you, God made you bigger than it on the inside. God made you bigger than it. Or it wouldn't be in front of your face. He never lost a battle, and he ain't about to start. He's eternally victorious. Never lost a day in his life, and he ain't going to start right now. And it ain't got nothing to do with your ability, what you're going to say, what you're going to do, how you're going to work it out. All you got to do is stand still and watch him do it. Why? Because I said right there, I, he, was like, he was like talking. You ever seen like that Charlie Brown? You know that? Who was, yeah, who was that? The teacher was like that? Or who was that? Wah, 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 wah. You watch Charlie Brown? You know what I mean? Was that the teacher that was like that? Teacher used to do that. Hey, you know, wah, 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 wah. It sounded like that's what he was saying. I couldn't hear him. I was like, God, what are you saying to me? He's like, if it's in front of you, you can handle it. 
If it's in front of you, you can handle it. You got the answer on the inside of you. So is it in front of you? Then you can handle it. Otherwise, it wouldn't be in front of you. Did you get that? I didn't say God bring all of it, but guess what? Even what the enemy brought, he don't know who you, wrong house, bro. You should have brought it someplace else. Why? Because I'm strong and courageous. I'm about ready to knock something out. Come on, you understand what I'm saying. You got to realize God is good in every season and he's faithful. That's what he told you. He said, I filtered it. I checked it out. I made sure it was good. I knew where you were at. You say, this is the worst timing. Nah, God already went through the timing. So instead of looking at this like a problem, why don't you look at this like a promotion? Uh-oh. I'm going to say that again because I missed some of you in that. Why don't you stop looking at this stuff like it's a problem? It's really a promotion in disguise. Because what I'm going to get at a win in here, oh, my God, you got to get this. Will you get this? Does the enemy realize that what he thought he brought to take me out is going to be the tool that I go to another level of faith I couldn't get to. I'm going to springboard off this joker's head right into the destiny God's got for me. Why? Because I cannot create this kind of pressure. I'm going to say this. You're not going to like it. It's going to be okay because I'm right. I'm just using the devil for the pressure so I can get the promotion. <laughs> Are you crazy? I just need... I need his opposition so I can get the victory. He's creating a monster in you, a faith monster, a victory monster. You can't take me out. You too. You, I never been defeated. You ain't been defeated yet. You ain't gonna start. Come on, man. Are you seeing this? He's bringing pressure. You're standing on promises. He's bringing pressure. You're walking in promotions. He's bringing pressure. You're walking in next level faith. They pressed you down. They thought you weren't going to get back up. I'm just like my daddy. I rose from the dead. Come on. Where are you at? You got resurrection power. How are you going to know you got resurrection power until they bury you in the dirt? You should have never buried me. Why? I'm going to show you what resurrection looks like. Come on, man. You got to start getting there. Why? He's faithful. He's faithful. Here, write this down. Write this down. Write this down. Come on. No, I'm excited about it because God's faithful and you got to learn about it. Watch this. Here's a big one. Oh, God in heaven. Right? You ready for this? You cannot trust your emotions. Write that down. Your emotions are a nightmare. Write that down, write that. You cannot trust your emotions. That's the problem. People so many times trust in their emotions. Your emotions are not safe. You cannot. Oh, this is what I, oh, God, you're in, you got to, you know what, you, you know what happens when you trust your emotions? You go up and down, up and down. I'm good today. God's good today. You're down today. Go up today, up today. You ever been around a yo-yo Christian? You know what? Oh, praise the Lord. Oh, it's all bad and nothing's going to work. Oh, God is good. Oh, my God, I'm going to die. I'm not gonna be... Come on, man, stop. Stop. You're an emotional basket case. Cut it out. All right, we all been there. We all got emotions. We all got that little, you know, moment. But you got to stop with the, you know, God is God. He's Lord of Lords. Oh, my God, he left me, forsake me. You know, no, stop. Your emotions are not safe as a guide for you to tell me about God's faithfulness. We all got emotions. Look what he said in Ephesians. He tells you in Ephesians, don't let the passion of your emotions lead you to sin. Now, sin is unbelief. That's all sin is. Did you get that? The New Testament Christian 
does not really sin the way you think you sin. The only thing the New Testament, the sin for the New Testament Christian, me and you, is the, there's only one, is the sin of unbelief. The minute you get an unbelief, you're going to sin. Does that make sense? The effects of sin. Because it's unbelief is the only sin we can commit because we're full of faith and he, Jesus already annihilated sin, put it on the cross. So if you step out of love, you walked out of faith. Does that make sense? Did you get that? Is that easy? So everybody's like, sin. Jesus put sin on the cross. How are you going to undo what he did on the cross? You got one thing, though, faith. So if you step out of faith, you just stepped into what? Everything that sin holds. You're not a sinner saved by grace, guys. Those days are over. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's the truth. I don't care what nobody tells you. I got enough doctrinal proof. I told them in the back this morning, I told them about the PhD. I got a PhD. I'm a post hole digger. You know what a post hole digger is? You dig it with that thing? Yeah, that's what I got. I got a paperwork that tells you I know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm practicing without a medicine license. It's okay. You know what I mean? It's all right. Trust me. It's a good safe place. Look at your neighbor say it's safe. Look at the other neighbor say, I don't know if I'm coming back. Come on. Trust, trust, trust the Lord, right? Don't let your passion relax. Well, you guys get too nervous in here. I might start telling jokes. I got good jokes too every once in a while. You know, I'm a comedian. Come back next week. I got more jokes, more material. Don't let passion mess you up in your emotions. Don't we get emotional? What happens when your emotions come out of your mouth? Trouble. You can have them, just don't start saying them. Oh, my God. Why? Because it's not good. Never let your emotions dictate what God can do or where God's at. It's dangerous. Here's the thing. Watch this. You run away. What's the problem with trusting your emotions? They're not the truth. And let me tell you, these kids, these kids, this is why we got to go get these kids. Let me tell you, they do chapel. They're sick. How many you get? Like 40? I don't know. 60. She has 60 kids coming here from the daycare, right? 60 kids every week. They come for chapel, right? They run all over. It's great. I told you about that last week, right? The high school. These kids, they need help now. Oh, this is your emotions. This is who you are. Baloney. Your emotions are not who you are, and what you think are not who you are. We got to teach these kids thought identification from the Word of God. This is the problem. And some of you, some of you got this mentality. Oh, this is what happened to me emotionally. Listen, I'm not downplaying your feelings, okay? But your feelings ain't real. And your emotions are worthless. Oh, I love you, Pastor Chris. I, I, I got a PhD in this. Trust me, right? Come on, your emotions, are you kidding me? You can't live out of your emotions. You gotta live out of truth. This is the problem. Then what? Everybody goes back to their emotions. Your emotions, are you kidding me? You can't live on your emotions. Why? Because your emotions are lies. I feel this today, I feel that, I think this, I think that. No, you gotta, yo, yo. You gotta go to truth, and the only thing that can change your life is truth. So you gotta say, hey, this is how you feel, and we're not belittling how you feel, but let's do the patchwork to show you. Because remember this, if I could change what you think, I could change what you feel. That's rule number one. Because, listen guys, all your life is is a harvest of yesterday. I could change your tomorrow with the word of God. But I got news for you. Your emotions are not, not the truth. You ever feel happy one day, emotionally there, all about, and the next day it's falling apart, and one day it's, you ever been there? Come on, guys, come on. Yeah, every day if you want to, but what do you do? You put them things in check, and you what? You walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. They're not safe. 
So why? Here's what you got to remember. Remember this before we get here, right? Don't let this. Why? Because when you live by your emotions, you can be easily manipulated by them, and it'll change your mood constantly. I, I decided 25 years ago, I'm never going to have a bad day. I'm the same dude every, if you know me, I'm the same dude every day, day in, day out, don't have no bad days, ain't got no blue Mondays. I don't know the difference between Friday and Monday. I don't even care. Why? I'm telling the day what the day is going to do. The day ain't telling me nothing. You got to train yourself like that. You got to get up and you got to take life. Ain't nobody, no, nobody's guaranteed nothing. Take it. Jesus gave you life, love, joy, peace, fruit of the spirit. You're going to live in it or not. That's up to you, not God. Come on, man. And tell your face. I go in the mirror sometimes. I say, hey, praise the Lord. I walk in. You might think I'm crazy, but I do it. I talk in the mirror. I look at that joker because I don't don't compete with people. I'm not jealous of nobody, and I don't compete with nobody. This guy, I beat this dude every day. I wake up, and this guy in the mirror, I, I fight him. I fight this dude in the mirror every day. I say, man, you ain't, I look at, I can see me flexing in that glass. I go, you're my, you're my, you better not tell, you ain't going to tell me nothing, dude. You're going to get up when I tell you get up. You're going to do it when I tell you do it. You, 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 you ain't fighting a neighbor. You don't got to keep up with the Joneses. You don't have to compete with none of that. You got to just beat yesterday. That's all you got to do. Beat yesterday, baby. That's it. Just beat yesterday. Come on, man. Beat yesterday. Don't compare yourself. Beat yesterday. That's the you. Take you. Get you. Go there. Be there. Come on. Let's go. You, man. Guy in the mirror. Get him. Okay? Don't go there emotionally. Why? Dangerous. Don't allow your emotions to dictate where God's taking you. Here's why. Ready for this? Check this out. You're going to like this, right? I'm going to give you another one I didn't give him before. Go to, go to Psalms 25, 21, and put it in the passion, please. You need to protect yourself with God's faithfulness. Write that down. Come on, I got five minutes. Come on. Protect yourself with God's faithfulness. Did you know that? Because here's the thing. Faith, God's faithfulness will protect your mind. Now, look at this scripture. I found it for you. I don't remember which one I said it was, whatever that one I said. I just give you a Psalms or whatever I said. I know I gave it to him in the Passion or something. 2521, is that what I said? Yes. Psalm 2521, Passion. You got to see this, man. This thing going to help you. Watch this. You there? And then I got another one for you. Psalms 91. Woo! Psalms 91.4 will change your life. You can even go to Psalms 91.4 and skip if you want, whatever you want. But this is what you got to get. In the Passion, it's life-changing because it's so, so strong because I think what it does is it lets you, your perfection and faithfulness are my bodyguards, for you are my hope. I trust in you as my only protection. Look at Psalms 91.4, Passion. I like that one. If you can find that, that would be great. That one's even better, man, because this one will get you. Look at this. His massive arms, this is about talking about God. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you, so you can run under his cover of majesty and hide. His arms of, boom, faithfulness, are a shield keeping you from harm. That's God. God's faithfulness is a shield. Because what's the enemy shooting at you? Come on, Choosy, what's he shooting? Fiery darts. He got fiery darts. What you got? I got my cabardus. I don't know what this is. This is heavy. 
It's an iPad. It's like a massive Bible. You got a Bible this big, you know you're saved. This is the I know I'm saved Bible. Get this at a, you know, Christian bookstore. You got to get one big like this. You get a big one like this, we know you're sanctified. Yeah. Praise the Lord. So you got them fiery darts, right, coming at you. You got to lift up your shield of faithfulness. If you don't got a shield, what happens? You're going to get hit with all this. You're a loser. Ping. I'm a winner. You ain't never. Ping. You got to have your shield. Where's your faithfulness shield? Or your faith shield. Look, this is good. I won't drop it. If I drop it, I'll buy you a new one. Right? Here's your shield. Ping. Come on, man. The enemy's throwing stuff. Bong. You're over there like this. Hey. Boom. He's smacking you in the head. You ain't doing nothing. Where's your faithfulness shield? God, God's, not, God's not with you. He don't care about you. Great. You walk around like that, you're going to get smacked in the head. Boom. God loves you. Come on. Bing. Come on. Where's your faithfulness shield while the enemy's giving you life? This should have been over by now. Bing. I'm always going to win. Bing. Come on. Come on. You ain't going to forget this stuff. Come on, right? And you're standing there all day long. Like, like getting hit in the head, like, you know, like, like that knockout doll. You know what I mean? You're just like the, the guy, you know, standing there, that thing, they get punched, that rubber dummy. You know, and like we're over there, yeah, that thing. You know, we're over there just, take, what, where's your shield, man? No, that ain't God. No, boom, come on, lock, block that stuff. You got to lift up your faith shield. Here's the last thing I'm going to tell you. Remember this, this is so good. You could count on God's faithfulness. How? You look back at his past faithfulness. It's okay to look in the rear view mirror sometimes as long as you see his faithfulness. Watch this. You want to see it? Look at this right here. Oh, man, this scripture will get you. It's uh, Hebrews. Don't you love God? So good, ain't he? Hebrews 11, 10. I like it in the uh, passion. You guys got it over there. It's good. His eyes... Abraham, of faith, were set on a city with unshakable foundations whose architect and builder is God himself. Look at verse 11. So Sarah's faith embraced the miracle power to conceive even though she was barren and past the age of childbearing. Amen. For the authority of her faith rested in the one who made the promise, and she tapped into his faithfulness. Let me show you this. You ready for this? Abraham and Sarah laugh at God. They go, there ain't no way. God said, hey, you're going to be the father of many nations. It'll be great. Awesome. And they laughed. It, and, and God said, you laughed. They said, then they lied. They said, no, we didn't laugh. He said, yeah, you did. You just laughed. You laughed, and you said, no, I can't, but I can and even though it seemed like it was too far gone and they laughed at God, the Bible says in the book of Hebrews that she remembered the faithfulness of God. And when she did, look at that last part of that scripture. When she remembered the faithfulness, you just pop that back up there, that'd be great. Her authority of faith, Sarah, rested in God who made the promise. And the minute she put her faith in the God that gave the promise, she tapped into faithfulness as a strength. She looked back. 
I think Abraham was like, you know, God asked me to leave Ur of the Chaldees in Genesis chapter 12. I didn't know where I was going. He just said, go. And I'll take you to a land that's different from the land. No direction, no faith steps, no how do I get there. He just said, go. And, you know, I bet you they sat there and said, you know what? He said, go. We got there. She said, you know, I didn't believe God when he said, but he did it. You know, we didn't understand. I remember asking God, how am I going to be the father of many nations? I looked outside. He said, look at all the stars in the sky, kid. I don't know how this can be, but I believed anyway. You know, he did come through on that, and he came through on that. And when we left, he brought us to the land. And when he said he would, he did. And they seen his past faithfulness to catapult them into his future faithfulness. It tapped into God's faithfulness to change their world. Sometimes to move forward, you got to look back. You know what I'm saying? I thought I lost it, but guess what? He got me through. I felt like I was losing my mind, but I made it. We went through such sorrow and heartbreak, I didn't think we'd be able to breathe again. But God put breath back in your lungs. Some of you went through loss or grief or pain or sorrow or come home one day, somebody doesn't love you anymore. I don't know, but you made it. Lost it all, but you built it back. Fell down, but you got back up. Maybe you left some years in addiction, but you're standing today. Maybe it didn't look like it can work, but you worked it out. Maybe it looked like it couldn't happen, but you did it. It's okay to look back. Don't stay there long. Just look back at God's faithfulness. And know that if he did it there, he can do it again. Amen? Come on, close your eyes. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for everybody here today. I thank you for moving in their midst and changing their life and transforming their future. And if you're in here today and you don't know Jesus, man, don't, you're not going to leave this building. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you right now. Every eye closed, every head bowed. If you're in here today and you say, man, Pastor Chris, I don't know Jesus. I don't know who he is. I, I, I want to know him, but I don't know him. Don't you leave this building not knowing him. God's faithful. He's going to save you. God's faithful. He's going to change you. God's faithful. He's going to move in your life. But if you're in here today, every eye closed, every head bowed. Count of three, I just want you to raise your hand. I just want you to raise your hand and receive him today. Nobody's going to see your hand but God, me, and you. And I don't, I ain't keeping record of none of this stuff. I want you to know he's ready to start this relationship with you greater than ever before. In here today and you want to know for sure, just slip your hand up at the count of three. Ready one, ready two, ready three. Raise it real high. Come on, raise it real high. Raise it real high. Raise it real high. Raise it here now by faith. Everybody in this building, say this with me. Say, Jesus, I know you're the son of God. I know you rose from the dead for me. I believe in you, and I expect you to move in my life. Change my life, transform my life, and may I never be the same again. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Thank you, Father. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Pastor Liz is going to come and dismiss you guys. I'm going to go to foyer. But hey, I want you to know this. God's been faithful. Amen. She's just going to tell you what's going on. Glory to God.
single day, wherever you're at. Hey, you know Jesus? Someone's talking to you. Do you know Jesus? Because how many of you know we have the hope of the world that lives inside of us? Amen? Well, how many of you are ready to go face this week? Remember, there's nothing that you can't handle if it's in front of you. It's because you can do it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.